0: Oh my love my darling I hunger for your touch Hello <laughs> You devious
1: lady For oh, oh you shouldn't have Was that all you got? <laughs> And welcome to Letters to Miss Piggy. This is a special bonus series, still all about the glorious, fabulous, and icon that is our queen, Miss Piggy. But this side hustle series is hosted by moi, aka Chaz. Uh, you'll also know me from the main show, and I'll have special guests each week. But the main focus of this bonus series is about the lost show, Muppets Tonight, from the 90s that went out into the ether and then went somewhere else. Um, so this week we have returning special guest, probably our most popular special guest on Let Us Miss Piggy. Uh, We've got Robbie slash Miss Lazy Susan here with us again today. Welcome.
0: Hello. Thank you. What a glorious introduction as long as I reign supreme as a guest because I know now that you've had another one.
1: We've had another one. It's not just you anymore. But how rude
0: for that (laughs) other guest she's uh she sounded lovely
1: she's great No, hannah brown's great but she's only been in once You, this is your third time
0: well yeah hannah step it up
1: yeah facts are facts you know what's the name of her Um, podcast what does she do what's her wee (laughs) her podcast is called a wee bit gothic it's very good
0: is it Um, what what was the vibe i didn't go and listen to your podcast sorry hannah
1: rude (laughs) um it's like kind of true crimey kind of folklorey but Mm. all like very scottish stories like they also like We'll talk about like, yeah, True Crime, or also like the Battle of Culloden or Ghost Stories at the theatre, which is very fun because we all work at the th- Well, I used to work at the theatre, but um, I don't work at the theatre anymore. Um, <gasps> well, that but, yes. sounds fabulous. I mean, anything better with a really Scottish funny. accent as well. Like, Yeah, they're both Scottish and they're adorable. And my mum messaged me the other day being like, oh, it's so nice to get a Scottish guest on. I was like, it's so weird because I kind of don't remember that everyone's Scottish here, you know, like <laughs> other than me and Abby. Consulting with <laughs> so- the
0: American and the Australians. <laughs>
1: So it is definitely a different vibe when someone's like, oh my God, there's Scottish people on your podcast. And you're like, oh yeah, they're also in my life. They're kind of normal here. I am in Scotland. <laughs> Weird. But
0: I feel like I have such a like keen, like positive response to the Scottish accent and I find it so charming, but I just don't ever feel that back from the Scottish community. I don't think that they're sitting around talking about how much they love the Australian accent.
1: You know what? I get a lot of compliments if that helps um <laughs> I get an excess of compliments it's probably just you uh no
0: <laughs> I mean I feel like my voice is distinctly uh irritating well yeah she says
1: on an audio podcast
0: this is an audio only medium so I enjoy <laughs> the best part of me but do you know what is so funny yes. is that as um, a as a I guess as a culture we like seldom compliment people on their voices unless they're like Kathleen Turner and I feel like even just actively describing or listening to people's voices and Mm. describing them back to them is like so interesting and quite beautiful because it's like something that's a never that really appraised about you, yeah.
1: People do it here all the time, um, like, even just, like, randomly. Like, I'll be, like, buying something in a supermarket and be like, oh, my God, your accent's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's actually wild. And I'm always like, bleh. <laughs> like, um, Stay I mean, away I, from me. <laughs> like, um, but, I mean, it's nice because then you're like, oh, okay. Because in my head I'm less, I mean, you know, I have to convince you. But, like, I'm not that Australian. And, no, it's true. Like, the idea of being like really awkward is very upsetting to me. Um, less so these days because like I can make fun of it a bit more than I used to. When I used to be like, "Oh, the worst things ever happened out of my voice." Um, but mm. I'm. St- I don't know. I have an okay voice. That's why I do a podcast. Um, yeah, I think you
0: know the the Cunninghams just by and large have very amazing voices. Yeah, generally. it's my family. Yeah. Um,
1: so yeah, my mom's got a really nice voice. My grand's great as well. So like, and my Absolutely. uncle, who guy who's featured on this um he's got obviously a man of a thousand voices mm-hmm. um so watch this space for guy as well because he should yeah. hopefully be on here shortly which
0: i'll be quite miffed if guy comes and takes the, the the crown and scepter that is for the most appreciated and popular guest <laughs> i will be quite miffed on this day man Again,
1: it would take a <laughs> little of time i will be okay miffed i hear you miffed um <laughs> Okay, so this week we are going to have a Muppets moment, obviously as normal, We're looking into Muppets Tonight, episode five with Sydney Crawford. But before that, I have a little bit of Muppets news. You sent me an amazing little TikTok that I think we should discuss, mm. um, and I will link it in here in the show notes, but I'll also share it on the socials. Um, so let's discuss that TikTok. How, how did you just find it scrolling? Is that how you well, find things? Young people? It's,
0: yeah. It's the algorithm of TikTok coming to me mm-hmm. and telling me the things that I might like. And it must've known yeah. that I was doing some deep dives into the Muppets extended universe. But also um, your other interests. <laughs> yes. Well, true. And they were talking, it was, it was a young lady or, um, mm-hmm. a young femme-presenting human being, talking mm-hmm. about their dream cast for a Rocky Horror Muppets crossover event. So like, good. Like Muppets doing Rocky Horror picture show.
1: I'd be so into that.
0: And their selects for the human cast, well, number one, they picked P- Miss Piggy as Magenta, which I feel which is, like yes. is wrong. Like I feel like Miss Piggy really? is Frankenfurter.
1: No, because you need her to have the sexual tension with Kermit. So I get why Mm. they've done that. Um, I think they're right because I always play magenta. Therefore, (laughs) I am Miss Piggy. So I'm not sure if you get that. And I mean, for the audience at home as well, uh, Robbie and I used to have a bit of fun being a bit bit of a magenta, a bit of a refresh moment. Mm -hmm. Um, That was definitely our high school experience. And um, it was stunning. Just two
0: alien siblings running around (laughs) uh, blowing up uh, drag queens.
1: It was hot. Yes. Um, but I do wonder because I, even though the siblings, they're also like, you know, lovers, lovers. so it's, it's, it's a thing. So it would make sense for them to be, but yeah, I think it's just because I'm attached to that character, both those characters. Um, so I was like, yes, but maybe it is good for Frank of to be a human, but I, did they pick okay. Harry Styles?
0: Yeah. So that, that brings me far, to the like next that. point. They're human casting. I don't understand the fanfare. I'm like, Harry Styles seems like a genuinely fine person. He seems and fine, And yeah. fine is, you He's know, cute. good enough.
1: Yeah. I like, when like these things with Lizzo, my favourite part.
0: I'm always excited when there's like a young man who's just like out there in the pop world who is kind of serving a bit of androgynous. So my issue is not with Harry Styles. It's the no. fandom, the rabid fandom, as if Harry Styles is queer or is like actually kind of serving something for the like the lgbtqia plus community. community i'm yeah. like there are actual queer pop stars that are like not cagey or anything about their like sexuality because i know like yeah. harry has talked in the past and like that's fine he can have his sexuality and his gender expression any way he likes it but like yeah if you would like queerness like a genuine serve of queerness honey go elsewhere because harry is not the one
1: but is she's saying, fine like- it's weird to think of, we talked about this a episodes ago now where like qu- we, people put queer icons on people, or they used to more when there was less queer mm. people in the public eye, but it's obviously not like as a Miss Piggy being a queer icon, but like that's not as much of a factor anymore because there's heaps of incredible queer people who are nice to the public eye. I mean, obviously they'd be great if there was more, mm. um, there's always space at the top, <laughs> Bebs, but, um but that's not the case anymore like and i mean i think the reality is the queer community doesn't look at harry styles like that it's the straight community who want to feel a bit more like um i don't know woke or cool or something like i think it's more that like i wish that that was the case
0: but really the homosexuals and the queers that i you know run in circles with (laughs) We you all run, run in circles.
1: circles.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Over you Tuesday, we might like, run in circles, <laughs> yes. That's why the queer community can't get anywhere. We're always running in these circles. Um, Classic. But they are constantly harping on and really? posting about this Harry Styles wearing That's a dress on Vogue, way. wearing a dress somewhere else. I'm like, I get it. It's dress. It's fine. It's like, <laughs> ugh. yeah, and just like. Go and wear a fucking dress on Chapel Street on a Saturday night and call me. Then tell me what it's like.
1: Yes, not so for the, you, go. you know the glossy covers I mean, of Vogue. He'd still be Harry Styles. So I think he'd still have a pretty nice time. Um,
0: <laughs> I don't think the L- SJs all know you know the exact trajectory of uh, of the One Direction crew.
1: We'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, I think you're right. And that was a really weird casting. The other ones I didn't mind. The um, Brad and Janet. Were, Janet's good. The
0: Oh, no. the Queen's She's the Gambit. One from
1: Queen's Gambit, yeah. She's I
0: don't Gambit. think she is right because <laughs> I love how we're discussing this. Like, it's like they announced the official casting, <laughs> not just like Rather than some random person on TikTok. It. But <laughs> because Brad and Janet need to represent like all American, you know, like they need to be wholesome as as American as apple pie. Mm-hmm, so that mm-hmm. by the time that they're corrupted, it like.
1: It seems more. Yeah, it's about genuine. the
0: undoing of American 1950s nostalgia. So who you did need... they have
1: as the boy? I can't remember now. Who did they have as Brad?
0: Andrew Should Garfield they... and An- Anya Taylor-Joy.
1: Andrew Garfield feels too old.
0: And a Brit? What the hell? Oh, he's hell? British.
1: Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. No. Okay, so it can't be It can't be that. Okay, so who would we recast then? Who's like young and all America these days?
0: um okay yeah because it does need to be a human this is the exact sort of role that a human no would play i think in the i do
1: think it should be the human i think that it makes sense for these characters to be human but and also Frank yeah we'll find out we can play around with that
0: well that's the thing i feel like if because the dynamic of miss piggy hitting on a male celebrity always makes sense so that yeah. could be why frankenfur is good but then she would also have to be hitting on you know a female celebrity which would kind of be fabulous but you know
1: and pepe if he's gonna be rocky
0: yeah which i think is a great um, choice and funny
1: yeah it is funny um yeah let's maybe in the meantime let's go through the muppets cast and let's circle back to the humans then all we think about all american men
0: Mm -hmm. Um, yeah he's doing riffraff
1: now do we like that the thing with though that is there still needs to be Miss Piggy Kermit moments. Otherwise mm-hmm. I don't think it's see enough. Well they so, get there at the
0: end, right? Because yeah. they're like coming in their new outfits.
1: And take her away. Well then who would Miss who would then Kermit double with then as magenta? The other issue is there's not tons of um, female femme. Muppets. Yeah. Yeah. Or female Muppets. Like it's well, just not. But I mean she doesn't have to be femme, I guess. She could just be eccentric.
0: Mm. Um and that was such a wig out when they cast Laverne Cox in the role of Frankenfurter. Cause I'm like, I get that there's kind of like a queer ancestry moment of like, this is a fabulous passing of the torch into like yeah. one of the most like visible trans women. But yeah. Laverne Cox, her brand is not outrageous Enough. camp fun. Her whole thing is being this kind of like elegant, incredibly poised woman like I just I'm like I, you never read as me as like chaotic pure sex crazed like insanity yeah. and that's what you kind of need to be frankenfurter and I just I like mean, it's nothing yeah
1: I do think Miss Piggy would be good at that
0: well that's yeah yeah and
1: Miss Piggy's also an amazing singer um so that helps and
0: here's the real question though I guess are there still American celebrities are there any know. left they might they're all australian or brits
1: you're my american you're half american therefore you're in charge of the americans well
0: because the Do only one know? that comes to mind who is american is chris pratt and nobody wants that Ugh,
1: nobody wants that no any of the chrises most of the chrises are um american evans as well and pine
0: mm-hmm. oh true the pine. but they're all a little bit old now so i think they're too
1: old i think the issue is we need a younger one well, there's no young male celebrities. That's the issue. Yeah, not like young, young, but like in their twenties. Like, well, they need to be in their like mid twenties. Young, you like heard twenties. Jasmine, there's none. There's no one left. They okay. don't
0: exist. There's Hollywood no one there. has run dry.
1: Is that why they're using the Australians, the Brits so much?
0: Maybe. Well, mm-hmm. also maybe because that vision of America just doesn't exist anymore
1: that apple pie america
0: yeah it's dead yeah. it's now a photocopy of a photocopy of a photocopy which i guess is what's kind of watered down rocky horror yeah. to the like That's you know sad. in 2021 well it's good because it means we've progressed to a new place where like america isn't this all power soup like you know superpower no and, i know and queerness is more kind of readily acceptable
1: hmm. um okay so there's no american people to play brad is what we've circled back to. Mm.
0: Um, well I just, you know, they keep pushing this Ansel Elgort and this other one who's in the who's in the new, who's in the new West Side well. story.
1: Oh, is he the one from um Oh yeah let's get someone from Lynn Manuel Miranda's things.
0: It's the guy Ansel from Elgort. in the
1: heights. Is that that one?
0: What do you want from him?
1: Get the guy from in the heights.
0: Oh the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um What's his name? He's also Tony... in
1: Hamilton, the main guy. That'll work, right?
0: Anthony Ramos.
1: I think he'd work because he looks quite innocent.
0: Yeah, Yes, yeah, yeah, but I feel like. like well, a... well it doesn't does have to be white. white. No, I mean, I think it depends whether you're updating it or not. But I think that like there is something about the Caucasity of Brad and mm-hmm. Janet that They're makes quite it. A, white. It's a critique of white America yeah and that's it's true. like interaction which is why the casting of like Laverne Cox was interesting because it was like bringing another layer of like I, like you know like taking uh like white Americans into a space of like this black trans woman like standing there in yeah. front of you and taking them to like you know like you will become immersed in this this is the thing that is your biggest fear but also the thing that you're going to embrace by the end yeah um let's have a look at the who was in the actual
1: Live. Recently,
0: mm.
1: I would have loved to see Anthony Stewart Do so you know that because he did Frankenfurter here on the West End? Oh, that's great! Not that an incredible. Also, because we know we can sing. Yeah, it's um, true. The musical Buffy, but also does he sing in *Reaper Man* as well? Yeah, yeah, because that's a musical. What time? Um, I would have, yeah, I would have like done a lot of things to see that. I think that would have been, but it was definitely before my time. Um, but yeah, kind of incredible to see that kind of rendition. It's coming Mm -hmm. here again. I think, um, I've only seen it live as a show when it tours, when I'm working, um, Mm. But also, because I mean, it just gets so intense. Also, I'm i terrible for it. I'd rather just watch the movie again. <laughs> like, sometimes I don't want to see any of
0: this live, disgusting things.
1: And I love theatre. I work in theatre, but sometimes I'm like, I don't like how any of these people are all wrong. <laughs> like, I get so upset. And I'm like, and I don't, I just, I want to go home. Don't even just home watch. I mean, when we watch the film um, in for our overseas listeners from everywhere i don't know if once from here but in melbourne there's a cinema called the astor which is stunning and old and classic um not old for like scottish standards but old for australia um and famously they have rocky horror they have a lot of cult classics but they do rocky horror every new year's eve but they also do it i mean throughout the year as well but they do it with like a shadow cast which i think is so cool Mm. they have these like actors in front kind of playing bits out um, which I didn't even know was a thing until I saw it. And I was like, what is happening? But this is hilarious. Um, and, like, they're playing, like, the windscreen wipers and the car and the things. Well, you saw in it.
0: Perks of Being a Wallflower, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know how they – it's like a they, did, they you know, this is a – it happens everywhere Apparently. across the world. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Drag this girl. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's, like, that's always, like, the, Like these shadow castles where, like, all the young little – Queers go to like learn that they are queer, <laughs> and they want to put on makeup.
1: And you throw rice, and you throw lots of things. Mm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's just very good. Um, okay, so <gasps> the no Oh no, no, because I still feel. I, okay, then who else was it? Um, Doctor Scott was.
0: Doctor Scott was fuzzy.
1: No, that was the.
0: Oh, Criminologist.
1: Criminologist. And wasn't Dr. Scott a um, mixture of Beaker and Bunsen?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: That's yeah. good. And then I liked that um, Meatloaf <laughs> was a combo of Animal and so Yes. Like this, but Animal's good anyway. I'm into that. And um, then, yeah. And people King. will know that Animal is my second favourite uh, Muppet.
0: Well, we um, know it's not King Prawn because you went off on him, you know, okay, so he wasn't Pepe, even in the top five.
1: Pepe is a new Muppet for me. I just I got quite on my high horse when someone tried to tell me that he was the best one. And I well, disagree.
0: first off, you didn't even know that he was Spanish, so that <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know
1: he was Spanish.
0: I guess you just yeah, you have an issue with Spanish representation.
1: <laughs> Famously, that sounds like me. Yeah. Um, no, so I've learned. I I enjoyed Pepe in the Halloween special last week. Um, I did. Well, that's um, so
0: funny because in the same breath, you were also saying that he was not in your top five. So I he mean, was, just... he's
1: not my top five. <laughs>
0: How is I don't know top? my top
1: five is though. Who is your top? Five? I only really know my top two. Like I don't know what my top five is. So, so it's it's Miss your top Piggy, two. an animal.
0: Yeah, I really like Miss Piggy. I think she's oh. got to be my number one. Yeah, she's easily the best. Um, and then I really like Pepe. Really? <laughs> yeah. No,
1: just doing this to be contrary.
0: No, I was thinking about it. I think that it's unique it's strange for like so late in the game to bring in a new character that sticks around and makes such an impact that has such a distinct voice yeah Uh, like I just think that that is the the success of this character is that like came in and stuck around where so many others haven't like just think about all these random muppets that you've seen once.
1: Well, yeah, now, I mean, watching Muppets Tonight has been a lot of that. You're like, who are these people? Yeah, <laughs> like, right?
0: Like the hosts them? of Muppets Tonight. Where's he?
1: Where's he now? Listen. <laughs> uh, yeah, where are they now? Yeah. <laughs> the oh, my God, that would be so good. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so let's, yeah, we could definitely jump into the episode. But um, I, I do, I'm, I mean, I'm warming to Pepe. I, I mentioned Pepe in this because we meet someone who I think is probably what Pepe was based on
0: in this yes, episode? Yes. And
1: I do think that was quite interesting because I was like, wait, is this a what is happening Yeah, I had to look them up. Um so, we're going to jump into Muppet's Tonight episode 5 with guest star mm. Cindy Crawford. Mm. Um she's beautiful, isn't she? <laughs> mm.
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's some
1: sort of supermodel
0: and her daughter is jading an Australian. Oh. And by Australian law, Australian law. <laughs> yeah, he was from the Kissing Booth movies. Oh, which one? Uh the one that's really like hot.
1: Tall? The tall one.
0: And he's got brown hair.
1: <laughs> they all have brown hair.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, let me look it up again.
1: Oh, oh, I just had a good idea for Brad. The yeah. Netflix guy. You know that guy who's in all of those Netflix teen movies? He's in like um <gasps> To All the Boys I Wrote Before, ooh, and like ooh, Um ooh, You know ooh, that guy? Um, He'd be great as Brad.
0: Let's just catch up on this man because if we're talking about the same one,
1: that'd
0: be hilarious. Noah (laughs) Centineo, because the kissing booth guy is Joel Courtney. Oh wait, no, it is not. No, ignore that. It's not Joel Courtney, but he's American. It's Jacob Elordi. He's got a sweet, goofy smile Yeah, Yeah. he. That's what I said. Did I say that? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Born in Brisbane. But what I would say would be good is the Netflix guy. So, um, Noah Centino, is that who you said?
0: Yeah. Centineo, I think. I think that's Centineo.
1: how you say it. Is he? I think he'd be a good Brad.
0: Okay. So on that, and I want everyone to just like no, 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 lock no. their ears. Okay. But, um, he's got really great nudes on the internet. Um, what? Yeah. Why
1: do you know that?
0: Why do I know that?
1: Yeah.
0: Why do I know that?
1: Ridiculous. Poor oh, little Netflix yes. boy. Um,
0: well, the, it's actually like a video as well. It's great. It's amazing. What? Anyway.
1: <laughs> okay, this is... Do
0: you know who else does okay, that you'd be interested yes. in? Oh. From Awkward. The hot one from Awkward? Hot one from Awkward. Looks a bit mm. like him, actually.
1: He looks a bit like the other guy. He looks a bit like the guy from Kissing Booth, doesn't he? Yeah. Like, um, yeah, they Cindy all Crawford's
0: those... uh, son-in-law <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yes Okay good that's how we got here I was like well, "How did yes. we get here <laughs> <laughs> Well I
0: had to mention that You know one of her daughters was dating an Australian So that means that you know we're practically Related
1: that's His name's works, Bo so... Murkoff
0: from Awkward if you're looking For this Cassie oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Bo Bobo the Bear's a lot in this film I all this episode I thought you'd appreciate that Because you love Bobo the Bear
0: Well you know um, what Oh, are you what? talking to Cassie or me? You <laughs> about Bobo the Bear?
1: Yeah, you love Bobo.
0: I have some fucking things to say.
1: You loved Bobo last time. he was really, your favorite.
0: Do you know? Have you ever been disappointed by a male celebrity?
1: <laughs> yes, every day. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I thought
0: I knew you, and now I thought you'd love so, this. I th- this episode I made me, me wish right that now. this season had stayed lost. It was <laughs> so foul. I don't know if y'all who are listening at home are gonna watch this or oh, how you'd really possibly watch it. <laughs> this episode is fucking garbage. It it's is really misogynistic and in like homophobic. Mm. And I walked away just being like, I can't believe Jasmine called up her gay friend and said, come I'm and watch her. this episode. That is explicitly about gay panic, and she said, "You watch it, you little fag." And then I said,
1: "Jasmine, please, I don't,
0: I don't want to see this." And she's like, "You're gonna do it. You're gonna do it for the pod."
1: That's and definitely I, not what I said. Yeah,
0: you're asking me to cry on air about this. But yeah, and also she's like, "You love Bobo. Wait until you see him stalk Cindy Crawford through the entire episode with, you know, no active consent." No. And based on little to zero actual interaction, yeah. it really was annoying to me.
1: Um, I'm glad we're feeling this way. I um, obviously only saw that Bobo and Cindy Crawford were in it, so I thought you'd enjoy it. And then that's all. I, and then we watched it at the same time, so mm-hmm. I had no idea. Uh-huh. But it is a terrible episode. Um, it's probably the worst one I'm up with tonight. We've seen so I mean, it is the worst one we've seen so far. Um, so of all the five, so I'm sorry, but also and I know Miss Piggy. I mean, yeah, I was going to get to that, but yeah, it's actually insane.
0: This is going to be someone's first time listening to your show, which is called Letters to Miss Piggy, and they're like, I can't wait to sit down for a, a nice cup of whatever your viewers listen to, like I don't know, milk, and can't wait for a nice ice cold milk, and to sit and listen to this Miss Piggy podcast, and and then they sit down and they have to listen to this. What
1: well, I plan. I plan to talk about where Miss Piggy would have been good in this episode a lot, so. Everywhere <laughs> I mean, else, I, 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 yeah. yeah. She would have really improved it. Um, so we're going to start from the top, even though this is terrible, um, and we're going to walk th- work through it together, okay? Are well, you going to be okay I, with that? Well, I, oh, I want to explain
0: as well, my, you know, my hate has nuance and it has various <laughs> shades of disgust, disgrace, yeah. uh, discontent, uh, and dissatisfaction. So yes, I would love to go through and prise apart specifically each one of my gripes and force Nothing. tens of people to listen to it. <laughs>
1: I can't wait. That seems perfect. Okay. So we start with Bobo reading the paper and making jokes about uh, salmon futures and like other bear puns. I quite like that. Great.
0: I'm, this is, I'm still team Bobo at this point. Just like, <laughs> yeah, here's my boy, Bobo. You didn't know everything was about to yeah. fall apart. <laughs> I didn't know I was about to hate Bobo. <laughs>
1: Um, it's so sad. Last time that Robbie was on the bonus episode, he was so in, he really loved Bobo. I'm so sad for this eventuality. I love Bobo's
0: Um, design. I think the voice mm -hmm. acting is amazing. I just didn't realize he was a misogynist anyway.
1: Yeah. And so Sydney Crawford walks in. Um, she is obviously in her prime. This is the nineties. Um, Mm. so she looks stunning. Not that she ever hasn't to be fair. Mm -hmm. Um, she still looks stunning, but she walks in Bobo is love at first sight like weird little love hearts popping around in front of him there's like a little um what do they call them Cupid
0: Cupid yes loved Cupid was all yeah, on Cupid board with good. Cupid yeah
1: he was funny he got him in so Bobo's in love straight mm-hmm. away um yeah so, so a little bit
0: of context here as well around the Cindy Crawford of it all Please. So this is like 1996, right? Which is a yeah. year after Cindy Crawford has had her first, like her acting debut in a romantic action thriller called Fair yes. Game, which I have oh. never heard of in my life, but oh. she stars as a family law attorney, Kate McQueen. Um, with William Baldwin as Max Kirkpatrick, which sounds like a porno, a Florida police officer. Kirkpatrick ends up on the run to protect McQueen when she is targeted for murder by (gasps) ex-members of a KGB with interest in a ship owned by a Cuban man who may lose it to in a divorce case being pursued by McQueen. (laughs) Yeah. So the film came out and was an absolute flop. Well, it sounds
1: terrible. It's really why.
0: I think it pretty much sunk Cindy Crawford's like aspirations of maybe transitioning into a career as an actress.
1: She does mention being an actress in this, though.
0: Yes. Well, I guess you know we were still thinking about
1: her as, yeah, and well. also as
0: a family law attorney trying to steal this cuban drug dealer's boat just Uh, a normal regular plot you know how it goes just a regular it was the 90s Um, nothing was regular but so i guess when you're like i guess this is maybe another play of Mm. positioning sydney as like a you know a bit of a like acting personality yeah And, and i think it does it's funny that it came out like a month after like now we're watching this a month after Kim K or like two weeks after Kim K was just on SNL. And Is I that think.
1: That... I that.
0: Well, no, it wasn't a bad. It's just like, these are two really incredible, like beauties of a generation yeah. who don't really have acting chops, but are very game like they're Cause I think yeah. Cindy Crawford comes across as like, she's not great as a performer, but she's just like really throwing her hat into the ring and really she has, trying. I think she has
1: fun, Like, yeah. um, I, it's only the second woman that's been on the show. So we had Michelle Pfeiffer, the first episode, mm. um, and then Sydney now. So like, it's a different vibe for sure. And mainly because you get mm. more creeps. Um, but as you've cool. realized in this episode, but Michelle Pfeiffer yeah. didn't have any creeps. She had, she perfectly episode had a rivalry with Miss Piggy instead. Like that was kind of the main mm. plot line for her.
0: Well, you know, um, women only do two things, compete with other women or, yeah. are the objective of insatiable male desire but it is funny a four. that's right they they, yeah. they exist purely you know for attention that's it. um but the like the Cindy Crawford of it all it does remind me of like when you have like an all male writing team which is what this show had yeah and like how they think of like what do we do with the supermodel like what do we do yeah. with a supermodel when we put her in the show and instead of like going to a second thought after just the most boring thing you could possibly do they just stick with the first one and say oh it's okay she'll just love someone fall in love with her and obsess over her and it's like okay yeah great
1: great sounds fun yeah it wasn't fun um jumping to though, um irish rats doing a cheesy gig and i enjoyed that (laughs) (laughs) um yes yes i was back on board here yeah, I enjoyed a lot of the little little sketches in this episode, yeah. um, which is good because, like, the rest of it was such a riot. So I was happy to, like, find joy in the little moments. Um, so <laughs> I really did enjoy uh, all these Irish rats, There's all these cheeses. There's a lot of dancing cheeses. Um, Rizzo wants everyone to get in touch with their inner cheese. So it mm-hmm. leads me to the question, Robbie, what is your favorite cheese?
0: Ooh, do you know what? I feel like uh, my life has changed a lot. I'm 30 now. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: um, yeah. Delete that. Uh, <laughs> I will not. So yeah, I'm 30 now. My life is different. I can't go for the glitz and the glam of a brie or a camembert. <laughs> so I, my stomach cheese. will kill me. Um, so yeah, I I love a goat's cheese dusted with a uh-huh. bit of uh, ash. Ash. <laughs> yeah. A bit of ash. I don't yeah. Know well. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. It's Delicious. It's creamy. Very it's good. fun. It's great in a risotto. Yeah. A what
1: risotto? about you? Um, probably something similar, like a Herbie creamy moment. Mm. Um, I'd probably go Herbie rather than ashy. Mm. Um, or I would Ooh. go something smoked potentially or something just like i I'm in the land of like real hard cheddars. Mm. So like a bit of that, though, you know what I had the other day that I'd never had before that I actually didn't hate. It was mm. like a really fancy, like Scottish blue cheese. I've never eaten blue cheese in my life and I never yep. thought I would like it, but mm-hmm. I didn't mind it. I didn't love it. Like I wouldn't like go out and buy it, but I didn't like spit it out and I went back for more, you know.
0: <laughs> I love that your metric for success is I didn't spit it out. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Um, I, think great.
1: I think it was a big success.
0: <laughs> well, do you know, I think that, um, you know, while I say goat's cheese is great, it's more of an everyday experience and it's like, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. palatable every day. But I think the closest to God uh-huh. or divinity in uh-huh. a cheese is a blue cheese. Because it's like, it's such a, it's, I don't know, it's fantastic because it's that line between something disgusting and something amazing, which is like where all amazing, like great things happen because it's like, yeah, it's like you're embracing the mold.
1: Lanark Blue, which is like a famous Scottish one because it's sheep milk.
0: Mm.
1: so it's like it's very different than other blue cheeses as well and it's like very like specifically scottish um but it's also where terry patcher gets blancra blue from so it's a fun little reference there just for me <laughs> anyway i'm <laughs> moving on <laughs> mm. so it was a terry Boucher moment for me anyway so then we get to this pepe moment which mm. it's not pepe it's some weird prawn um but not prawn apparently it's poly lobster yeah he looked more creature,
0: lobsterish.
1: We just had weird, he had those weak claws, but I was just like, what is this Muppet design? Because he mm. looked really odd, I thought. He didn't really look like he fit in. He looked like he, and it's because he is, he's from Muppet's Treasure Island because I was like, he looks like he's like from a specific thing and then I looked him up. He's from Muppet's Treasure Island. He was like the bartender if you mm. recall. Um, and he, but then I think of him in that context and he makes a lot of sense. In this context, he looked really different than all the other Muppets, so I found it a bit jarring.
0: I also found that there's certain Muppets and this, you know, this guy was definitely one of them where their whole, like they seem to almost like levitate above the staging a little bit. And so they feel yeah. less like weighted in the scene. And I think, yeah, he felt like he was like, you know, I'm like, where are your feet landing in this situation? Cause yeah. like, w- like one of the great things they do with a lot of the Muppets is that they feel particularly like, like weight specific, you know, yeah, Bobo feel always feels, you know, in the space. Well, Bobo
1: is massive, which is great. Like, yeah. I get that yeah um
0: i don't mind them when but, they get thrown around but it's like they have to start from a place of like oh yeah i can see how, where you are in this space. it's your suspension
1: of disbelief right yeah. Is that what you're I'm not just sure like right?
0: flying yeah. through like you know weightless in this thing no yeah.
1: unless you're gonzo and that's allowed
0: yeah well um, exactly and then when you break the
1: rules it's even more compelling because you're like oh this character's crazy
0: but yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: but yeah I didn't, I didn't i did not gel with poly lobster at all it, it's interesting because it does look like maybe where they got the idea for Pepe because Pepe doesn't come into later, right, in the mm-hmm. canon. So I do think they maybe looked at this and went, what can we do with this to make it funnier and less weird looking? And Because yeah. Pepe's design fits much more with the rest of the Muppets than Polly's does. So I thought that was quite interesting to kind of, and I definitely had a like, double take. I was like, what is happening with this? Who is this? Mm. And is this Pepe? Is this like pre-Pepe Pepe? um what's happening so yeah i don't know it was a, that was a weird little sketch as well i didn't really get much from it i think maybe that's one of no. those ones that we talked about a lot that's maybe be- for the kids i guess quote unquote right. for the kids well there was a lot of that you
0: know, shit going on in this episode let me tell you with those fucking a lot. twin twin andy nephews
1: randy, worst people in the world do you know what i turned um, a
0: corner into hating a lot of things this episode and andy and randy you know, I always thought Jasmine's being too hard on those two pig boys. No. They're just babies. No, they the are worst. fucking, yeah.
1: The actual worst. Um, pigs of Satan. Yeah, so They are pigs of Satan. Um, but yeah, so they include the goats hitting people with a cricket bat, but also a cricket bat. Does mm. that feel weird to you? Why is there a cricket mm. bat in American production?
0: Do you think maybe they were like, I think it could be a baseball bat, but maybe cricket's funnier, right?
1: maybe they Is think they yeah
0: cricket's a joke to them
1: because to me cricket bat makes sense because I'm from Australia now I live in Britain mm. right so like um cricket loves sense.
0: to talk about how she lives somewhere new
1: <laughs> all right all right um,
0: <laughs> I'm sorry I'm taking out my new. anger on this episode on you yeah, and you, you don't deserve that feeling. even if you did leave us
1: okay okay i'm talking to you right now god Um, (laughs) what do you want um yes i just thought the cricket bat was because again i was like cool cricket then i was like wait a second cricket
0: Um, well this episode i really because i started i was like there is something about the tone of voice here that is very interesting to me because it doesn't feel muppety in a lot of ways and so i went and did like a bit of a deep dive into who had been in the writer's room on this episode i love you <laughs> and it's these like the kind of uh two of the the key writers of of the entire first season i don't know if they mm-hmm. worked on the second was this writing duo um called oh, dick Blasucci and paul mm-hmm. flattery, flattery 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 i've heard of paul so they worked together for a lot of their career in a lot of comedy rooms uh, like yeah. writers rooms and they worked across like they got their start in SCTV. Do you know what that is? No, I don't. Okay, so SCTV. No, it's a Canadian thing, but it's oh, it's I'm like not this
1: Canadian. Yeah,
0: yeah. You should know about it. But it's yeah. like it's kind of you know, where SNL influenced, like, all of kind of sketch comedy for, like, yeah. all of the 80s and 90s. Then right after that is, like, SCTV, which was kind of people that had tried to be on SNL and then had not made it. And it's yeah. where, I don't know if you've heard of any of these Uh-oh. stars, but have you heard of John Candy? Yeah,
1: once or twice.
0: Eugene Levy.
1: Yes. Oh, really? That's yeah.
0: Good. Catherine O'Hara what yeah martin short andrea martin Martin uh, yeah yeah and rick moranis so yeah so when you think about um all these people like they all started and came up together on sketch like sketch canadian television together with these men as writers which kind of makes sense when they start coming back on muppets right like john candy Mm -hmm. makes his appearance in rick moranis right in this season
1: martin short in this
0: yep so these are all their friends that they're just pulling in to like you know help out on the show, like come and be a part of it but that show kind of like the sketch style there is a little bit of their dna coming through if you've seen Mm -hmm. sctv which is by and large funnier but because the performers are amazing not the muppets are not amazing but um like a lot of SCTV, like sketch feels like it's made infinitely better because it's like a Catherine O'Hara delivering it. Sure. Um,
1: and yet they could have had a Miss Piggy delivering something and that would have be been much better. you Well, right.
0: exactly. And I think that, yeah, they, they kind of seem to come from a time where, like, their skills were writing maybe more for men.
1: It definitely um, feels like that.
0: Yeah. It feels I wonder very loud. Frank
1: Oz is just taking a nap or something because, like, Fossey's not in this either. Like, all of Frank Oz's mm-hmm. people are not really in this so it's yeah. maybe frank oz, i mean i i'm i still think it's not okay that miss piggy's on this episode but i'm trying to be like was there a reason yeah was frank oz sick like what's happening like mm. um but she was also only in one sketch the episode before so i do think it feels like a vibe mm. um, and he doesn't resign till four years after this show That's yeah right risky. so like he's still meant to be there as these people Hmm. So I don't know if he just didn't like it or if he just wasn't in. I don't. Well, know. it might
0: come down to that, like yeah, that center philosophy of this particular series where they were like, "We need to develop a new stable of stars." Yeah, and There's it does show table. in some of these ones because you're like, when left to their own devices, they're like, "Okay, well, we'll just create a bunch of these like new male characters." Yeah, and
1: you're
0: like tons oh, of male characters. You could have just done. You could have yeah added another. You know like a female voice to this that would have been fun
1: why this, would yeah. they yeah. um we then jump forward to oh Mouseketeers means um oh the, yeah
0: well that was they were doing a sketch that was based on the Mouseketeers but with Kermit uh, as Mickey Mouse
1: as a frogateer situation yeah, yes. yeah they had frog yeah, yeah. hats on actually which were very cute Which is the Um, the the mouse cartoons? I understand. Yeah, Yeah. I get it now. I I just was reading my notes, being like, "What am I saying? Why why has she written this? Why has she written this? What's she like?" Um, I do this all the time. Frankie listeners will know. I'm always like, "What did what did I mean by this?" Or I go, (laughs) "Abby, did you write that or did I?" And she's like, "You wrote that." I'm like, "Oh, that's hilarious. Good job, (laughs) me. I'm great." (laughs) Um, Yes, I really like this um, this bit. That's probably my favorite. Uh, maybe one of my favorites as well i quite liked the little leah mickey mouse moment mm. moment with like cindy being like one but they also still i mean how i mean i know that she's a supermodel, model right
0: uh-huh. but like
1: the way they like even sexualized her when she was meant to be a kid in this was really intense
0: oh yeah i don't know yeah like...
1: and i i get that it was a different time uh, yeah, but I, I think, think like obviously, what I, can, but I don't want to pretend like
0: yeah, we're not going to sit up here and be obtuse and kind of like I mean, even though that is kind of what's happening here, but <laughs> I'm not going to be completely obtuse and pretend like you know we're completely unaware of what 1996 American television was like. Was like but it's still yeah. you know it's worthy of critique. There were yeah, more like- interesting and inclusive moments happening elsewhere on television, so I think they could have done better. <laughs>
1: Done yeah, because so even
0: original good. muppets was more interesting and kind of like in that kind of way or even yeah. earlier yeah. episodes definitely... in this season like i think i don't know
1: what's happened to this season like i don't know i'm really hoping that next time it picks up a bit because mm. like next one is tony bennett so we'll see what that looks like hmm um tony but But I do at least think Miss Piggy's in that because she does a duet with him. So at least I know that she's going to be in that episode. Um,
0: (laughs) They know where the money is made. Abby leaves. Miss Piggy leaves. Who's left on the Letters to Miss Piggy podcast? I mean,
1: do they not know I already have daddy issues and abandonment problems? (laughs) God. Abby. (laughs) My abandonment problems. Get back to your PhD
0: so this woman doesn't have to sit here alone doing this.
1: (laughs) Wait, are you not here? Am I actually alone?
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: It's a (laughs) one-sided
0: conversation. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh my love um so yeah so that was fine um i liked her name cinderella crofalopolis that was fun mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i like anything they do in black and white i really enjoy it. i don't know why but it makes me happy yep. um like a cute little sketch and i liked it was nice seeing kermit and i think it's just because i have some sort of um stockholm syndrome and i'm just happy to see a familiar face um, you like
0: help me i don't like it um yeah. it is funny it a lot more kind a, of because I was like, how much do Disney and the Muppets have to do with each other at this point? Because it's like, is this a, like, inside wink-wink? Because wink? they're obviously on the Disney Channel later on, once the show gets yeah. cancelled on ABC. Um, but it, then I realised, or read in, that, like, even though they acquired the Muppets, like Disney acquired the Muppets in 2004, they'd been trying to get them for a decade. No, so, because
1: Jim... Jim Henson was trying to even sell them. Like, it was happening yeah, when Jim was alive. But um, they couldn't make it work, I guess, huh. until he was. Yeah. like so they waited, sneaky uh. bastards. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's a harder thing. And then they split it in interesting ways because, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff that's, for instance, not on Disney+, Plus, much like this show, um, and some movies and stuff that aren't on there that I guess belong. I think it's like a Spider-Man situation where, like, certain hmm. things are owned by different properties and they weren't well, bought in the main process and, yeah.
0: So, and Fraggle Rock is separate to this. Separate.
1: Fraggle Rock okay. is still Jim Henson Productions, so it was never okay. bought by Disney. Um, And, and Sesame, Sesame Street, Street made their own company and were yeah. never bought either. So That's great. That's very important. Great. Yeah. I mean, Sesame Street's still, like, such, I don't know what it's like these days, but, like, for me it was such a cornerstone of my childhood.
0: Like, yeah, it's incredibly, and I think and we must have spoken about this, but just the, like, effect of Sesame Street on, like, American society as yeah. like access to kind of educational programming on television that was like actually educational and inclusive and exciting and kind of represented like um, city environments and like diverse casts was like
1: yeah, just, just not class. a
0: thing in kids programming as much at the time. So it's like the value and reach of Sesame Street into the lives of like American people.
1: Also, because we had like play school in Australia that was just super white. Um, at the time, it's a bit better now, I think, but, oh, yeah. um, at the time it was just real white. So, and that was kind of their version of that. Well, wow.
0: Jemima was Chinese Australian, Humpty Dumpty, <laughs> he
1: was <fat> Ukrainian, <laughs> <laughs>
0: representing for the plus size Thank you. community. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Moving, moving right along. Um, that's a Muppet song. <laughs> just in case you didn't okay. Know. <laughs> so Bobo. Oh.
0: Bobo is obsessed with Cindy Crawford I keep going to say yeah. Cindy Lauper I've got to stop myself because <laughs> I wish Miss Lauper was here to be aged that would be um, really
1: funny to be fair
0: yes um but yeah he's obsessed he's fallen in love with her at first sight so we're going to be having a recurring sketch in the you know Muppets Tonight style where you know we're going to see Bobo running mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. trying to find her yeah. So that's and when
1: then he we does, arrive at this next sketch. He does, yeah, 60s retro men- montage fantasy. Which, to be fair, out of everything Bobo does in this episode, is probably the best part. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
0: They have a little monkeys reference?
1: Yeah, well, I was like, is that the guy from Smash Mouth? Because in my head that song is, and then, then turns out it's not. Okay, oh. it's 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 Mickey Dollars? I don't know how to say his name. Dollars. Mm-hmm.
0: Dollars. Dollars.
1: Dolans. Probably that. For the monkeys, um and I'll put a little bit of it in it here.
0: And I saw her face, mm, 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 and I'm a believer. believer.
1: I mean, it's just a Shrek song, so I. Um, <laughs> I know that's not right, but it is how I feel. Um, so okay. which is why I was like, "Is that enough? <laughs> What's happening?"
0: Um, uh, yeah, he's so in love that it conjures the powers of a psychedelic uh
1: love. Sixties retro montage yeah. fantasy. He keeps saying that, like that's the joke. They just keep he keeps repeating sixties retro montage fantasy. Um mm-hmm. which I'm not sure is that funny actually. Um hmm. but there we go. And then we um we jump to John and Sal doing a singing moment. So John is like this crooner, he's been in episodes oh. before, we've met John before. He's like Sal, a Frank
0: Sinatra type, right? He's he based, is, yeah. yeah
1: that's who he's based on really? um i assume that's yeah. what it seems to me um and he yeah it's a crooner he was singing and i quite like the beginning of this because um he's singing and then sal who's like um some sort of ape muppet um is doing the hookah chucker part to the end going the like, hookah chucker hookah chucker <laughs> in that song that i also associate with gardens of the galaxy um oh, turns out gosh. most of my head if music is just film soundtracks uh, sorry about <laughs> it. What's that song called? You don't enjoy it.
0: Hookah. Hooked on a feeling.
1: Yeah, hooker, chucker, I can't yeah. believe it. And Sal's doing the hookah, chucker. hookah. And John doesn't like that, even though I think it's very good. Um, well, really burying yeah, so the have... lead here. Oh, what's the lead?
0: <laughs> well, then what happens, Jasmine?
1: Well, then, well, that's why I was setting them up first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then Cupid is just hanging around. Cupid, who we've just
0: seen before, who it's shoot boring. his love arrow at Bobo making him fall in love yeah. with Cindy Crawford. But yeah, what yeah. happens when a love arrow goes astray, Jasmine?
1: goes into Sal, this um, male ape, I think is the important part of what they want mm-hmm. to make a comment on, um, who then falls in love with John, his, um, I feel like, associate he helps him i think john's the boss and then sells the associate but i think the main issue that they have here hashtag gay panic is that they are both um a male representing and mm. that seems to be the problem that john has um and there's a lot of gay panic involved and it feels very circa 1996 if i'm honest um when is that episode of friends which is like super gay panic obviously there's lots but like i don't know why you're big. asking me <laughs> but um you you don't watch that but yeah Um, yeah, I don't know it just reminded me it felt very of the time and I you know what it's even sadder and I apologize to you specifically
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) for all homophobia I barely
1: barely noticed it I was like well okay like
0: I want to speak to that because I think that that is kind of what sets my teeth on edge because you're right it is it is not it's not even until the very end that they lean in and they're like this is the joke This is the funny thing. But it is that level of innocuous homophobia that slips past your filter. Like, not your filter, but like one's own filter. Also, my filter. I can imagine being, you know, a young person when this came out. And, you know, not not that I would have seen it at the time, but like around four or five or six is when you're kind of starting to build this like understanding of the world. And I Mm. think. That this particular brand of the joke, where it's like, it's funny because boys shouldn't like boys, or there's something yeah. strange about boys liking boys, or girls liking girls, or being like femme yeah. when you're meant to be mask, or being mask when you're meant to be femme, that like you wouldn't jump up and turn off the television if, if even if you were like a liberal, kind of like, you yeah. know, very like progressive parent, like you wouldn't be like, well, they're saying, you know, the F slur on television or whatever this is out and out homophobia, it's just that, that way That's that awesome. it, and it was in everything. Like it's not, yeah. you know, Muppets tonight didn't invent gay panic or homophobia, but no. it's just this specific brand on a family friendly show that like, and it refuses to even, cause like when you think about some like it hot, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I assume that all of your listeners of course would have, watch it's something like happened. it yeah but like there's the whole film is about gay panic like because yeah. it's you know mistaken identity men dressed as women um like billy wilder at his best very funny marilyn monroe um and there's like you know uh, a man that falls in love with another man while he's in drag right so like Mm. that's the whole thing and the whole film is building up and building up this gay panic this tension this horror of like what if a man loves a man you know like this is disgusting this is like 1959 and billy wilder at the very last minute has the man who's dressed up as a woman reveal that he's in fact a man to his lover or to his, you know, the man that's in love with him. And Mm. he says, like, you know, he's making all these excuses, like, I can't have children. I could never settle down. I'm not, you know, not that kind of girl. And then he's like, fine, I'm a man. And then at the very last minute, the last line of the entire film is the other man turning into him saying, well, nobody's perfect. (laughs) And it's like this joke that turns on its head in 1959 well, before 1996, like this, this expectation of the audience to, to that the character that we're watching should be horrified, should do all of it, should act out violently against yeah. this person. And then it turns it and makes the joke on you. And it makes Which the joke on this moment. It could and have like- easily
1: happened in this because, like, the end of this, so when Sal is like knocked out of his love spell, right? Cuba, like throws a thing on his head and he has his chocolates for John. John could have then taken those and then like had a moment with Sal in a different way, you know, like they definitely could yeah. in a way where they flipped that and made it more adverse and made it more some, you know, this is still people who brought us Burton Ernie, you know, like, this well, that's is what
0: like I, it does. It feels like yeah. such a departure from, cause I think that so much of the Muppet is queer in like, yeah. a, by accident, but like not really, it just feels like a softer reality where like gender roles are not as forced and explicit. Yeah. And even, like, these are people made Labyrinth for Cry Eye. Like, it's just, like, yeah. there is something that's so soft and nice and accepting about the world of Muppets and the, the, the differences of the kind of different Muppets all coming together. And that's why when these voices that are, like, male sketch comedians come into the writer's room and they make an episode that's meant to be in that world of, like, what's going to cut it in the 90s, yeah. and they're, like, Let's just do this. It's an easy joke. It's an easy laugh because boys shouldn't do that. And you're just like, oh, okay, yeah. It's like, and it's like, yeah. and the like, you know, it's obviously super destructive for young gay kids, but it's super destructive for men.
1: Everyone,
0: because like men not being able to show affection towards other men, yeah, it's is...
1: patriarchy hurts everyone
0: as well. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like you wonder why men keep up all this like you know pent up, deep seated, you know, emotional like disconnect and then they kill themselves or then they you know like they're just completely yeah and they just don't have any outlets to speak or show affection to like male peers and it's because of this weird coding shit that's happening in these really benign ways like they're just sitting in plain view just being like by the way you should fall in love and harass women and follow them until they like you back and then if a male, like if a, if a man likes you or tries to show affection towards you, you should be horrified and, and drop something on their head. Like, it's just like, (laughs) it's the only way. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, like this is, and then the world is set right by the end where we reward the behavior of Bobo being obsessed with
1: Cindy Crawford. Yeah. we're going to jump in quickly to yeah. Bay of Pigs Watch. Now, I was really excited because this is a segment that's had Miss Piggy in it before. It's a famous Miss Piggy segment. So I was like, finally, Miss Piggy. Um, joke's on me. Uh, <laughs> Miss Piggy was not in this segment for reasons unknown. Um, they had the other girl, the booby basic one, and they had Andy <laughs> and Randy. And-
0: ooh, ooh, this is where they really, you know, steamed my brisket.
1: And they had, yeah um, and they had the other guy, and I just was like, "What is happening? So like this segment is not normally amazing, but I do like it because normally it has Miss Piggy in it, so <laughs> I just I was so upset, like I was like actually so upset that Miss Piggy wasn't in this segment because this is hers. Yes, I was, I was raging. I was literally I was so mad.
0: I was like, you know, Bay of pigs and pigs in space. Are there other yeah. pig sketches that I've missed?
1: Uh, Those are the main ones. I mean, the in this, the Pigs in Space is Deep Dish 9. Um yeah. The different <laughs> series, which I think is it's so funny. Um, but, yeah, so I really, the nerd of me really enjoys all of those things. Hmm. Um, But those are the main pig-themed, like, sketches. <laughs> Therefore, they've been based around her in the first place. So what the fuck are we doing? Um, uh, yeah, You think I we so
0: want mad. to see Andy and Randy? You think America wanted to see Andy and Randy.
1: They're still, I mean, that's the best part of this episode actually is later on where Cindy Crawford somehow has magical powers Mm -hmm. and um, destroys them. And I enjoy that. That was, that Um, was
0: as close as I came to like, this is a funny thing that you can do with Cindy Crawford, which is like, she's this model. She's like this kind of American icon of beauty. And then, like, making her into, like, a woman that can shoot lasers out of her eyes is, like, so weird and, like, left of center that you're, like... I quite like that. I Just lean in on this. I could have done a whole episode of her just, like, lasering Muppets out of existence secretly behind the scenes. I don't Um, know. It it would be so great because that's so strange and much more interesting a take on Cindy Crawford's, like, public persona than, like everyone's obsessed with her <laughs>
1: yeah a whole different i didn't like any of that um rizzo then helps bobo flirt doing a classic earpiece moment where like say everything i say and then he like goes, i'll say say everything and you're like not now and blah blah, blah. and then he does a thing he says all the wrong things cindy's like what is this conversation what are we mm. doing here um i think rizzo actually has quite a fun time in this episode i mm. didn't mind rizzo in this
0: well you um, know i yeah. think rizzo might actually be one of my favorite muppets
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: Well, I think Rizzo is, um, he's an enigma,
1: wrapped Mm -hmm, in a mystery.
0: mm -hmm. He's also, he's a stage manager, right?
1: In this he is, which is weird because I wouldn't normally put him as a stack. I think Scooter's a great stage manager because he seems really responsible. But Mm -hmm. he kind of runs this show. um, He's kind of like, on the next step, you know, he's putting it all through. He's never on stage, but definitely Mm. is running it. So I guess he's more like a floor producer, Mm-hmm. Um, call that. Mm-hmm. um but he which is weird because I know he can be quite erratic so I'm not sure how much I trust erratic. that. But he, doing, huh? uh-huh. yeah. um, but he but he's been doing well so far so I, should be, so <laughs> I think mean. he's going to
0: keep the job so that's good <laughs> yeah. we, might, we might bring him into season two
1: <laughs> yeah, well let's not speak yeah. we I spoke last they... week about the fact that Pepe is kind of replacing Rizzo as a person so who knows
0: I guess for scale, right? They're the same. But also
1: for Gonzo, because like Gonzo's, Gonzo, Gonzo oh. and Rizzo are normally besties, and in that Muppets, <sighs> in Muppets Halloween Mansion, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. then
1: it was you know Gonzo and Pepe. So where's Rizzo, huh?
0: And Rizzo had can't come out as non-binary on Muppet Babies.
1: Oh, that's nice.
0: No, I'm asking you. Seen <laughs> that. <laughs> okay let's
1: look at me oh that's nice i
0: want to spread misinformation i just typed in rizzo non-binary expecting them to immediately think oh yeah muppets (laughs) no wait yeah no it was rizzo okay Mm -hmm. that's nice so maybe that's why they had a falling out
1: wow do you think gonzo would care about binary things i don't think he would
0: well, why are they suddenly not hanging out anymore? I mean, they have a lot of questions.
1: Okay, jumping right ahead. Um, <laughs> game show where the beaver is eaten. Don't know why we did that. Don't. Know. Sometimes yep. I don't understand what's happening. I just was like, nah, thanks though. Um, Sam the Eagle <laughs> has his segment again. Apparently, Andy and Randy are always on that segment for some reason. I love Sam the Eagle. I really I do. love Sam the so- Eagle he's probably my top five i really do love him because he's such a different vibe than everybody else Mm -hmm, as well mm -hmm. and i really enjoy that um but yeah so i don't know why he keeps doing the segment with andy and randy is that gonna happen all the time like it's Mm. happened twice which is two times too many in my opinion Um,
0: i think yeah there's like a temptation to take your most chaotic characters and pair them with your most like stoic like you know straight character but i think andy and randy it just it's so samey like, and there's no just, kind of... no level. Yeah, no I, I think it's, like, yeah, them just One screaming night. and gibbering on is, like, not entertaining to me.
1: I hate it so much.
0: Yeah. I think um, they are, yeah. like, a really strong play for a kid audience.
1: Which must be what they're there for, right? Because yeah. they make me want to pull my own hair out. That so... feels very
0: Disney Channel up late, but, you know, like, <laughs> these kids.
1: I just, yeah. these kids today. I um, hate them. <laughs> So another part why I think Miss Piggy should have been involved is Cindy is singing with Kermit. Mm. They're having this, um, it looks like a beautiful, like, dinner. But like a, dinner a little set. Italian it restaurant. In, yeah, yeah, which is famously Miss Piggy and Kermit's vibe, just quietly, i mm. um, la the first film, the Muppets film, um, called The Muppets. <laughs> and just in case you don't know, it's because they're all called The Muppets. It's actually very confusing. Um, but where is Piggy? Like, why is Bobo in the fricking, like, in the bushes. Where's Piggy? Piggy should be in the bushes going, fuck, you think you are Cindy Crawford? <laughs> is what I thought she uh, would do. Right. Yeah. You but know, they're like that so intentional on
0: Bobo storyline. Yeah. So, to clarify, yeah. Cindy Crawford is coming on a television show to go to a fake restaurant to sing with her frog counterpart to advance her burgeoning film career. Yeah. And there is a giant puppet bear who is harassing her (laughs) from the bushes. To clarify, if any of you have missed that is so rude. Let this woman do her job.
1: Yeah, And if it was someone interrupting her job, it should have been Miss Piggy. (laughs) Well, I could
0: excuse it from Miss Piggy.
1: (laughs) Miss Piggy should have, what she should have done, in my perfect episode, she would have come in and been like, and would have like elbowed Cindy Crawford and started singing Mm -hmm. and they would sing over each other. A little mm-hmm. bit, right? And then maybe if you wanted to still have the Bobo bit, I would cut it personally. But if we still wanted to have the Bobo bit, <laughs> no, I would have Bobo come in. Then if we have to to talk to like get Cindy aside, and then you have Miss Piggy getting Kermit aside, and being like, "What do you think you're doing? You with this quote unquote supermodel? Like she would have done something yeah. like that, right?" um and like Italian that's our thing and like she <laughs> yeah. like, lost it yeah. um and so she's having that moment and I would like split screen it right yeah of, like you can have like a Brady Bunch moment where you split screen it so you have like a Bobo Cindy and like Miss Piggy Kermit moment mm-hmm. um and that would have brought everything really together I think and then I still wouldn't have had Cindy just agree to so because like Bobo does this like bear call bear mating call at her and mm. then she does one back which power to her i didn't think she had it in it but um so that was yeah a so time. Mm, I i'm agree. glad she was silly enough like it's nice it's like when we are we watching drag race and stuff like you always like the people who can be like the queens who can be like real dumb i always like really appreciate
0: yeah 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 like allow yourself into the chaos don't try and hold yeah. like put on airs um Yeah, I reckon, yeah, it could have even been, like, a Bobo and Miss Piggy both, you know, finding each other, like, in the bushes, like, spying on this date, you know. Yeah, that
1: would have been hilarious, right? Um, Like, I would have found that really funny.
0: And maybe that's when, like, you know, Bobo learns, because Miss Piggy's going on and on, and he's like, then he's like, oh, I don't want to be like that. (laughs) I don't want to feel this hey, hey. (laughs) hey, hey.
1: (laughs) <laughs> Miss Piggy's love is pure, and nothing like Bobo's obsession. Well I dare it. you.: <laughs> It's a dangerous
0: obsession, it's a dangerous game. No, but, but Miss
1: yeah. Piggy Yeah, Miss Piggy and Kermit's love is like for the ages. like it's mm-hmm. rocky, you know it's not a straight line, um, mm. but it is an epic love, and that's yeah. something to be appreciated, um, apparently not by these writers who want me to cry and yell at yeah. the same time.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so that's my vibe. So where do you want to finish this up? Obviously we're mad.
0: Oh, well, I'm very mad, but you left off the last bit I've put here, which is Cindy, Cindy Crawford's, Crawford's hair. hair was amazing. <laughs> well, I didn't even, I wrote Cindy Crawford's hair was amazing.
1: <laughs> was that the only note you wrote in here as well? I love I wrote, that for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Masketeers. <gasps> but the hair, she had it the all hair. teased and it kind of went up and back, windswept, mm-hmm. but in like one solid, almost half donut around her the top we'll of it. We'll put
1: a oh. picture on the socials, which is at letters to Miss Piggy on Instagram. The um, simplicity
0: <laughs> and the beauty of what would be hard to kind of capture in just a wig styling. Because you would, you know, I don't think you could just go in and be like, I just want a teased up do. But she just rocks it and looks so hot.
1: She does look great. Um. But I mean she's also Cindy Crawford, so I feel like she doesn't often look not great. Now I mean um so, overall, disappointed. Mainly, the like, I can't believe there's actually no mispiggy in this. Like, last mm. time it was like, oh, there's only a tiny bit. That's still pretty upsetting. This time, mm. zero. Zero pigs across the board. Mm. So, for me, this episode is a huge letdown, and this is not why I did this podcast. <laughs>
0: no, exactly. <laughs> and also not zero pigs across the board, because they had fucking oh, those two fucking bovine Evil pieces of shit. Her
1: nephews, did you know?
0: I know. I, can't, you know, obviously by marriage, not
1: by yeah, know, definitely. There's
0: not an ounce of piggy DNA in them. No. Um, I mean,
1: but really, yeah, not figuratively.
0: It was yeah, I was not having it, not having it's it. It's the
1: worst. Um, so yeah, so but overall, do you know what, what they say
0: is- that like, like human beings share like ninety eight point nine percent of their DNAs with pigs? I don't think
1: that's true. And when
0: I see Andy and Randy, I shudder at the thought.
1: Yeah, that's disgusting. I'm um, hopeful.
0: That's right.
1: Um, at my future, but um, yeah. So overall, terrible. We hate it. Um, that's the takeaway. <laughs> but do have a look. Um, we'll have a look at maybe casting Rocky Horror in the future again. We'll revisit. Mm, That'll be yeah. on the socials as well. So let us miss Piggy on Instagram. Um, Robbie, what are your socials? Let the people know.
0: Um, you can find me. On Instagram at Ms. Lazy Susan. You can find me on YouTube um, at Lazy Susan, just Lazy Susan, or Ms. I don't know. But you can see Beastie Girls <laughs> React content where we watch RuPaul's Drag Race every week, both Canada, oh, and the UK is on the Patreon. So sorry about that. Um, but yeah, we watch those shows and we just sit and eat pizza and talk about it um, and get needlessly angry as I have here today. And then that's it. Actually, we're about to take our first foray into the podcast space, which is very exciting.
1: Wow. Watch the space. Yes.
0: I mean, it's too soon to say anything because we still haven't done promo stills, but it will come.
1: When we know more, we'll definitely share it on our stuff as well. So oh,
0: you can gosh, bless be you. So
1: abreast of the situation. Yeah,
0: be abreast, um, be too.
1: <laughs> be too. Uh, so that's everything I think it's for us this week. Um, Moral of the story, always be more Miss Piggy, you know. Have more Miss Piggy, be more Miss Piggy. Hey, where's Miss Piggy? Um, <laughs> hey, wait, also just one last <laughs> yeah. thing.
0: I want to oh, say that God. despite my utter contempt for this particular episode, yeah. it was such a joy to be here with you.
1: Aww. Goodbye.